0: I'm Tyler. I'm
1: Jane Clare. And, and this, this is Southern, Southern Slings. Slings. Hey, y'all.
0: You have no idea how hard it is not to do it.
1: We're back. Ish. Well, we'll probably record this week and have like another two weeks where we don't, and then we should be back. Okay. For good. So that means you got to get back on your stories. Look, i got a bunch of shit. Okay. I know, but you'll be done with school then, so. Hopefully. Well, I mean, you're really done. Well,
0: yeah, you're done, but. Hopefully you'll be in the MT. It's <laughs> not to it's not to say I just won't mm-hmm, in the process. But uh yeah.
1: You're almost there. Almost there, You've almost done. done, done. Good. You're at the okay. end. Goodish, yeah?
0: Sure. Still got one test.
1: I thought it was two tests.
0: We got one test Sunday. We got another test the Tuesday. Okay, that
1: we so come that's back. two tests. Um
0: just and check offs. and then a final. So, home stretch? Yep. Okay. You got this. i fucking hope fucking I obviously got nothing this week.
1: I feel like it's been forever. Yeah. Since we recorded, I don't even know how long it's been, but...
0: I know, it, I, I had to think about it all day long. How the fuck do we start this again? <laughs> it's been too long.
1: Yep. And pretty much we've just been surviving with you in school, and...
0: That's, That's about it. all we
1: got. <laughs> so, we can jump right in. I have two stories. Do you? Yep. Overachieving. Yeah. Well, I gotta pick up your slack. Fuck you. <laughs> like
0: I said earlier, you better bring it. It's the first time we've recorded in two months?
1: Almost, probably. Yeah. I don't think man wants me to read my resume, so let me click on
0: <laughs> the right document. Click on the right document. That might help just a little bit
1: you know about the Jessica Chambers case. That
0: sounds really familiar. Yes.
1: I I feel like it was one of the very first ones I got into or felt like kind of drawn to before I was actually into true crime.
0: Uh, I, I mean the, the one that I can remember the most is from even as a kid is John
1: yeah, well, I Yeah I mean as a kid but I mean yeah. as a little older enough to actually understand stuff. And really the You were still wetting yourself when John Bonnet happened.
0: Uh what's to say I'm not doing it now. <laughs> but okay, thanks. make for the vote of confidence, I guess. Um and then Time Sucks, Dan's uh John Bonet episode this is what got me into listening to it. that's where I picked it up. Yeah. Alright. So Jessica Chambers.
1: Yes. Jessica Chambers was born February second, 1995 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. She was one of five siblings. She lived in Cortland, Mississippi, a town with a population of less than 600.
0: Any idea where that is?
1: I'm going to get there. Sorry. Keep your pants on. I will not. Her sister said they grew up playing with neighbors in a good, close community. They loved playing ball with their friends. Most of this area is below the poverty level. It's also the county with the biggest church ratio it
0: mm, uh, so sounds like my kind of
1: place <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about it, I mean you can probably just you know you're not even from here like count you've seen probably twenty
0: yeah churches, churches.
1: just in this small town of six thousand people I mean, like just
0: in them you know just in a you know, Two, three, four, five mile radius.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a lot, and so this is even more. They're also the second highest county in Mississippi to send players to the NFL. They've sent seven NFL players, which is pretty good. Which a lot of good players do come from the South and America. General. Yeah, we got church and we got football. The DA s- said this area is all about faith and football. Uh uh-huh. and closeted. A lot of closeted folks. Yeah. Cortland is outside of Batesville, 30 minutes from Oxford and an hour south of Me- Memphis. It's an hour and 45 minutes from us.
0: Huh. I'm glad that you put that in there for us.
1: She attended South Panola mm-hmm. High where she was a cheerleader and she loved it. Her cousin called her bright and bubbly and just a good kid at eight ten p.m. on December 6 2014 someone called 911 saying there was a car burning on a rural road when the first responders got there they found 19 year old Jessica Chambers burning next to her car which was also on fire fuck that scene unsafe she suffered burns on 93 percent of her body a flammable liquid had been poured on her body down her throat and up her nose
0: okay this is sounding a lot more familiar
1: she was still alive but barely breathing. One god. one first responder repond, one first responder said that she was just shaking, not complaining of pain because all her pain receptors have been yeah. burnt off. But as she breathed in this is super graphic, a piece of skin on her nose would flap. That's it was yeah.
0: It was but, it was just evolved and it was just hanging mm-hmm. out there. Oh god. Yep.
1: Early the next morning, she died as a result of her injuries. Her mother was holding her hand when she passed. Jessica's car keys were later found along the road near the crime scene. Her cell phone was examined by authorities in order to determine her movements on the day of the murder. They determined that she had spent the morning with two friends. She later went to her mother's house where she took a nap. Then that, later that afternoon, she left after receiving a text from someone. She told her mother that she was going to get something to eat and to clean out her car. At around 5.30 p.m. she went to a gas station about a mile and a half from where her body was found. Surveillance showed her waving to someone off camera, then she apparently goes over to them because she isn't seen for two minutes. So she was just out of the line that she waved yeah. and then went so that I mean, direction she was, she was out of the, of the vision. Yeah. She then gets some gas and leaves. This was the last time she was seen alive. Location data from her phone showed that she went to nearby Batesville around 6 p.m., but returned to Cortland around 6.30. About 15 minutes later, she called her mother. Her mother noticed that it was unusually quiet wherever she was. At 7.30 p.m., she drove to the area where she was found. As she was being treated by first responders, she allegedly said that someone named Eric or Derek attacked her. However, no suspects were found with that name. Nearly everyone from the area with those names was questioned and they were all ruled out. She had been dating a guy named Travis Sanford so they interviewed him, but he had a great alibi. Hmm. Guess where he was?
0: Uh, fucking the next cheerleader?
1: In the county jail.
0: Oh, okay. That's a lot better than
1: my answer. So investigators felt like they'd reached a dead end. Then Jessica's friend mentioned a guy named Quentin Tellis. They had only known him for two weeks, but they had been hanging out a lot. He had previously been in jail for burglary, but got out two months before Jessica was murdered. A local reporter named Janice was on this case, and she was watching tape of when she interviewed a man at the gas station. And in the background of that tape, she saw Quentin, and he was like peering like pretending to talk to somebody, but leaned over listening to the interview, like seeing what the guy that worked at the gas station was telling the reporter. When the cops interviewed Quentin, he first said he wasn't with her that night, but then text messages revealed they were together. And Jessica had been turning him down when he was asking for sex. Turns out his sister's house was in walking distance from where Jessica was found. They tracked him walking to his sister's house, then he borrowed her car. Surveillance footage shows him driving to a storage shed where he admits he kept a gas can. He had not tried to contact Jessica after her murder, when before that, phone records show they'd been talking pretty much constantly, so that's not suspicious. He also had deleted all evidence of her from his phone. Mm. He eventually admitted that they had gone to Batesville for Taco Bell and then went back to his sisters to have sex for the first time.
0: Is there not a Taco Bell closer?
1: They only have 600 people in their town. Oh,
0: yeah, they for sure don't have one. I'm pretty sure they got a fucking McDonald's. We
1: have 6,000 and we don't even have a freestanding Taco Bell. We got to have the combo.
0: The KF Taco.
1: He said they had sex for the first time and then smoked weed in Jessica's car in everything I read and I watched a couple of YouTube documentaries it never said like he said oh he went back to his sister's house and she drove away like they never was anything of like when their time together ended. In February 2016 Quentin Tellis was indicted for Jessica's murder. The case was completely circumstantial except for his DNA in her car and his fingerprints on her keys which They had been talking constantly, they had been hanging out, so his DNA would be in our car, and it wouldn't be hard for his fingerprints to be on our keys either. It
0: wouldn't be horribly unbelievable.
1: The trial lasted seven days, and the jury foreman read, not guilty, but another juror stood up and said, that's not my verdict. See, I would like to witness this. That's not my president. And the the judge's face just like, um, excuse me?
0: I thought you guys had this figured out. What the fuck are you doing?
1: The judge said, well, it has to be unanimous. So they reconvened and came back as a hung jury. What the fuck was that? In October 2018, the second trial started and also ended in a mistrial.
0: Oh.
1: But Quentin was not free during this time. Seven months after Jessica's murder, he goes to Monroe, Louisiana, where an exchange student is also murdered. This time by stabbing. Her name was something I can't pronounce. I'm gonna call her Ming, cause that's what the first name looks like. Terribly
0: sorry for that family. Yes, I. Because we're not gonna butcher. Yeah, I don't want to butcher
1: it, so I'll just call her Ming, cause I'm pretty sure that's very close, at least to what her name is. Okay. After she was found murdered. Murdered, Quentin was caught using her debit card. Mm. Because he was a habitual offender, a member had already been in prison, he was charged with 10 years for using the card. Good God. Because he was a habitual offender. Yeah. There has still been no murder trial for Ming, so obviously they don't have enough to think they can get him, and no third trial for Jessica. Hmm. Huh. Sadly, I would think that neither one of the prosecutors could prove either way, really. I mean, obviously, they've already misstried on Jessica's twice. Yeah. So, I saw some more, but I remember being drawn to it, I guess, because it is just so crazy and such a vivid image and just horrible. Yeah. But then, I obviously did not know that he that nobody was charged for it, which is just That's awful. Just bullshit. But he is still in a Louisiana prison for the debit, on, card the debit card. This case blew up, not just in Mississippi, but all over the country. Probably because she was white and a cheerleader. Yeah. The horrific way she died, and probably also because suspects were black. A reporter found a Facebook page called Justice for Jessica. Obviously, other people besides the town were on it, but. It was just, the reporter said it was insane because it's like this small town where everybody knows everybody and they're literally going on there and accusing each other. People were accusing her dad, her best friend, her boyfriend, her previous boyfriend, and they were all on the page. So then they would comment and defend themselves. Okay. There were lots of armchair detectives who joined in on this. Fuck you, buddy. And internet sleuths, and they would just straight up comment on somebody and be like where were you that night
0: what the fuck yeah
1: i would like to have sniffed that page hell fucking yeah according to abc news 24 and lisa chambers jessica's mother just died on october 29th this year in oxford hospital so that's it sadly i mean there's nothing else to it her mom's gone never gonna have at least not be alive to see justice for her and I don't appreciate
0: you
1: edging me like that. I know. Well, I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I remember, like, when it happened.
0: Yeah, that sounded super fucking familiar. And just being, like, I
1: vividly remember watching it and being like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I did not know, I probably wouldn't have done it if I didn't know that nobody was actually charged for it or convicted. My sources were Unsolved Mysteries on Wiki. YouTube, a documentary called Who Killed Jessica Chambers uh Hometown Homicide, and YouTube Unspeakable Crime on Oxygen, and an article from the Cinema Hulk. I just cannot, first of all, I cannot imagine being burned alive, but how can you imagine rolling up on that scene? I had one bad burn when I was working at the Starkville ER, and it was a college student and he was frying something and it was a grease fire Oof. and he had to be transferred of course cuz there's no burn centers around here uh,
0: where is the nearest Jackson? Jackson? it was I bad like asked you that before.
1: it was bad enough but it was probably not even 20% of his body and this was 93% yeah. like how would you feel rolling up on that
0: not great
1: in surgery when technically they're supposed to be some burning of the flesh when they're cauterizing. It still smells awful. I, I don't like surgery, but that was. I don't like that smell. So, are you ready for my next story? Sure. So, should I go ahead and tell you what the theme is, or what I want to call this episode?
0: Burned no. Alive. No. Smells like burning flesh.
1: No, I'm not doing another burn case. Oh. damn it. I said it's what they, they have something in common, even though really a small amount, but...
0: Are they both named Jessica? No. Damn it. Uh, yeah, tell me the fucking thing.
1: The gas station creeper.
0: Uh, I don't, I don't like those.
1: In the last one, it wasn't like... Okay, pretty sure Quentin did it.
0: But, yeah, but the, just the...
1: She knew him. It's not like she just met him at the gas station or whatever. This one is more obvious than that. But still, just like the fact that she saw him wave somebody and then you don't know who that is. Like as the detective, that would just really be trippy too. Like whoever we can't see is probably who killed her. And it really may not have been her situation, but... They did not say that Quentin was already, like, with her at that point, that he was in the car with her. So technically, with both of these stories, the gas station is the last place they were seen in public alive. Alexis Murphy was a sweet 17-year-old girl. Okay, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and apologize because when I say, like, Alexis's mom, like that doesn't roll oh, off yes, the yes,
0: yeah. And, you know, he doesn't. Apologize.
1: And then so sometimes, like most of the time, I didn't put the apostrophe s, like when I'm typing it up, I just said Alexis mom. So either way, you're probably gonna hear both. Whatever. Don't and judge. It going might be
0: even funnier if you hear fucking Alexa going off in her fucking kit-
1: kitchen. Um. Yes, I was gonna tell you that at the end, but <laughs> I accidentally was like reading it, and I'm trying to, like had
0: let's get it right yeah when i
1: had the podcast go into uh-huh. because i would tell you but let's go to court did it and i actually oh, okay. that's where i heard about it It's actually i did it a few weeks ago and so i was one part that i remember they told they said did not i didn't find in the articles so i was trying to find it to listen yeah. and I ended up saying that anyways it was she never missed curfew. She was captain of her Shipman, Virginia high school volleyball team and headed for college soon. Okay, so I guess since I already said you didn't catch it. But technically, when we started this podcast, we did not include Virginia. And I did not realize that till I was 80% done with this story that it was in Virginia. Oh, God. So, we're making an exception this week. We're normally not, but considering I had to do two stories, I think I can get a pass. You didn't
0: have to do two
1: okay, stories. What's
0: consi- up bullshit here?
1: Considering I did two stories, I get a pass for being one state off, even though people will say and have said what we didn't include states that should be included, which is crap because Virginia is not the South, but people will say it is. In my head, it's not the South. And I'm the one that made the map, so that's where it goes. But this week, Virginia's the South. So we can do this story.
0: I'm pretty sure everybody heard it, but the look she just gave me says, yes ma'am.
1: But yes, I was 80% through before I realized. Oh, fuck. Fuck. (laughs) This is Virginia.
0: And I'm sorry to interrupt you in the middle of this to say this, but... Holy fuck, we're almost at 500 lessons.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah, I meant to bring that up at the beginning and completely forgot. Yes,
1: that's great. I think yes. especially since we've, even though y'all were warned, we did have to skip a lot of weeks, I think.
0: Thank you for looking at me like it's my fault. We can't. Mean that. <laughs> but I
1: think we were losing momentum and felt like nobody was listening and then we saw that today, so that was good. So when she lost curfew on the evening of August 4th, Daddy's birthday, 2013, her family was very concerned. The afternoon before, Laura, Alexis's mom, had talked to her. She was excited because she was headed to Lynchburg, Virginia for hair extensions because she was getting senior pictures soon. Once her parents discovered no one had heard from her, they reported her missing to the Nelson County Sheriff's Office, and they jumped straight into a search. Alexis had a heavy social media presence, so her case was shared heavily. By that night, helicopters were brought in, and the FBI released a statement. Oh, shit. Seeking info for missing teen, she was traveling in a white Nissan Maxima and wearing a pink blouse. With floral spandex pants. Do you know what they could have said instead of floral spandex pants? What? Leggings. Uh In 2013, leggings were already super popular and everybody was wearing them. And even people who don't know about fashion knew what leggings were. She was wearing leggings.
0: Okay, so this is the next day that they get. That's super fucking surprising. Yes, but
1: she is still a child. I mean, she's a minor. I mean, but still. I mean,
0: but that yeah. And even more oh. so
1: surprising, but good, is because she's black. She's not white. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, they did very good. Yeah, in mean, this and that's whole thing.
0: The immediate response to her. yes. Well, almost immediate, but yeah.
1: But they were legged. She was wearing leggings. <laughs> and Brabant. <Brown laughs> Bo- you're,
0: you're hearing- going to give that up or, yeah.
1: And brown boots and a gray purse. She's a 17-year-old black female, 5'7", and weighed 157 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Her car was found abandoned in a movie theater parking lot in Charlottesville, Virginia. All these towns, I'll say, are all like 30 minutes apart, three days later. So three days after her disappearance, they found her car in the movie theater parking lot surveillance footage from that area shows the car pulling in around ten thirty, but it was too far away all you could see was a person you couldn't tell man, woman, black, white, white yeah, anything okay. but the person parked the car, got out and walked away and never walked back never in walked the car, back towards the car. Yeah. Okay. none of her items were found in the car they started searching her normal hangout areas a gas station oh. in Livingston where Alexis and other local teams would congregate. So they looked at the security footage from this gas station and Alexis was seen there around 7.15. She seemed normal, she paid for her gas and then headed towards her car. What caught their eye was the man who held the door for her. She didn't look at him, but the detectives thought the way he looked at her was very unsettling and suspicious.
0: So I'm done holding doors.
1: No, it's not the (laughs) holding. It was, but I'm saying literally, that was it. It was how how he looked looked at her.
0: Did he just turn and watch I mean, we
1: didn't didn't see the video, but um, it just said how he looked at her, so. That's the issue. You can hold doors. Yeah. You can't look at people creepily while you do it. But literally, that's it. Like, that is why they focused on this guy. That's how obvious it was in the video. He was a 50-something white man. The man also stood out because he had a very distinguished tattoo. Any guess?
0: Uh, A-B. What's that? Aryan
1: Brotherhood. Oh,
0: no. That's a swastika? No. Is it a confederate flag? Mm -hmm.
1: None of those actually, those are great guesses considering where we are. Yeah. And the white male part. But he had a huge... Daffy Duck tattoo on his neck.
0: <laughs> he, I saw the D form on your lips. Did you I was going to say dick? Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I do have to admit something about Daffy Duck.
0: I do not like the look on <laughs> your face. Nope.
1: I should have dug out the picture today. i will try to remember to show you tomorrow. I'm pretty sure it's in my picture album in the baby's closet. But I Where
0: had... the fuck is this going?
1: I had a Daffy Duck shirt I got at Six Flags. Mm-hmm. And it said, as if. I said that all the time. I was like eight years old. I might oh, be seven. Jesus. Seven or what eight. What the
0: fuck have I gotten into?
1: And then it was an Atlanta vacation we were on, so we did Six Flags one day and the next day we went to Stone Mountain.
0: Oh. You went to multiple places for a vacation.
1: Yeah, that's how vacations work. Anyways, we're not getting under the white privilege.
0: Yes, we will. We will so, have this discussion. No, we no,
1: won't. No. So there's a picture of me on the mountain.
0: Like you just said, as if.
1: As, if. I mean like oh just all over my face. And I'm like the chunkiest, not like, that cute kid, just
0: You were adorable.
1: Okay anyways, I was awful of attitude and as if on like that mountain.
0: You now? Don't look so
1: shocked. Excuse me, bitch. Don't
0: excuse me, bitch.
1: <laughs> you are m'excused. Anyways, I just had to say that because I couldn't get on here and be like, fucking Dolphy Duck tattoo, and then know that picture's uh-huh. out there floating around possibly somewhere. I mean, I hope not, but I hope it's just in my closet. But, you know, skeletons do come out. They so. do.
0: The duck will speak.
1: He was also distinguished because he drove an old suburban that I'm sure he himself painted camo. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: You need to listen to this episode, too, because Norm is on there. Is he really? Yeah, and he Uh just has random shit, and that's funny. The detectives also discovered that her phone was still pinging near the gas station, specifically about a mile north. The FBI rushed into an overgrown area where an old abandoned house sat and they saw a camo-suburban. Seconds later, the man, Randy Taylor, with the Daffy Dope Neck tattoo, rushes out of his camper to talk to the officers like, Oh, who is that Cassidy in here? He invites them in, and the detective immediately notices a diamond stud earring, a bloody fingernail, and a piece of long black hair just laying on the carpet. Oh,
0: just lay laying in the carpet. Yeah, like just. Thought I, I, no, they. I they made it inside.
1: I just said, he invited them in. Okay. And okay. the detective immediately notices this stuff laying in the carpet. Obviously, he did not expect Obviously them to them be showing up, yeah. but Obviously I can't believe he invited him. them in. Yeah.
0: That was my. That was the point I was trying to get to.
1: He. Of course, doesn't know what they're talking about. Never heard of their same Alexis. They leave, <laughs> sure,
0: never heard of black
1: hair. They even send it off, send the evidence off for DNA testing. Then they go back to look at the tapes from the gas station again. They see him leaving the parking lot, going towards the direction of his house, and her following right behind him. The DNA test from the three objects found at his house all match Alexis. So they go back to Randy's home and tell him about the DNA match. And he says, okay, okay. I did see her that night. I ran into her at the gas station. But she was with a large black guy with dreadlocks. Remember that. And they came back to my house to sell me some weed.
0: Hmm.
1: We hung out for an hour. And then I left and bought beer. And when I came back, we had a couple of beer together. Alexis was fine. And then they left together. And that's the last time I saw her. So, yes, you just meet these people at the gas station and go, bring them back to your house to buy weed. Now, that may, that's plausible, at yeah. least. Yes. I'm sure it sounds crazy to some people, but people that smoke weed, yeah, that can happen. Yeah. And you can spot a stoner, like, you know, whatever. Yes. So, that's plausible. Then you don't just leave them at your house for an hour while you go by beer. That's not the normal part
0: left them on the House of Mazes, so I could go buy beer.
1: What's that? I'd rather not talk about it. Okay. I don't know. He said the guy's name was Damian Bradley. I think the detectives, so I guess they left, I think the detectives expected that to be some made up name. Mm. It was actually a real person. Oh. They tracked him down. Did he have weed? They tra- I don't know. They <laughs> tracked him down. He did kind of know Alexis because he had used to work at that gas station, and she would hang out there. But they had never been friends, and he had moved to Birmingham a month or so before. Oh. He hadn't talked to her, and he had a great alibi. So, they go back. Yeah, here.
0: a great alibi. As in, I don't fucking live here anymore. Yeah.
1: So they go back and arrest Randy Taylor on August 11th and charge him with Alexis's abduction. People around town said, he's just the gas station creeper. Uh, 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 he watched people who would stare at girls for too long, but he never bothered anybody.
0: Ah, uh, it's just Randy. He's not going to hurt nobody.
1: Do you agree that every town has a gas station creeper?
0: You're asking the guy who has been in thousands of gas stations. Yes, there fucking is.
1: There's probably not, there might be a creeper around each gas station, but at least, especially in small towns, there's one gas station in particular that has a creeper. Around this time, as they were talking to people around town and people are saying, oh yeah, we know Randy, he's just oh, the local yeah, creepy. Yeah,
0: we know Randy, creepy motherfucker, yeah.
1: Around this time, a local, a clerk at the local quote-unquote porn store, Hmm. that's called a sex shop.
0: So the local sensations...
1: Yeah, this was called Ultimate Bliss. But I'm
0: so glad you had the name for me. <laughs>
1: they kept calling at the porn store, and I'm like, okay, see... And I may do that up north, but this is another reason Virginia is not in the south. Because it's a sex shop. That's what you call it. You don't have sex there, but you get things that aid in sex. Like movies or toys there. It's a sex shop. The
0: clerk, sex store advocacy here.
1: The clerk called and said, Wendy was in, Randy's a, re- a regular customer. <laughs> and he was in here that night buying two videos. The investigators finally got a search warrant for his camper which took seven hours to go through. I can't imagine it was super clean and you know things were easily found. But they found a bloody t-shirt rolled up under the couch. It had fake eyelashes in it. This was the same shirt he was wearing in the gas station surveillance video. The eyelashes and blood also matched Alexis's DNA. So then they brought in a canine unit from a local prison that had a dog specially trained to find cell phones. I didn't know that was a thing. No. And the dog found Alexis shattered iPhone 70 feet from the camper.
0: 70 feet, so he
1: just, huh. It wasn't that far.
0: No. So he. But
1: the area <laughs> was super overgrown, so like, yes, they needed something more, like. So he attempted to
0: chuck it yeah. over something and fucking yeah. Didn't do a great job.
1: It was smashed so they couldn't recover any info from it.
0: Don't this dude being a great achiever, overachiever. Uh,
1: Daffy Duck tattoo? What? That screams a gold medalist right there. As if. The discovery of her phone was heartbreaking for her family because, like most 17 year old girls, they knew she would have never left there without her phone.
0: Yeah. I was still the same way. Seventeen. I had headphones in at all times,
1: like I do now. Well, I mean, most people in general don't well, go anywhere without their phone, anyway.
0: but five percent of folks do anyway.
1: For five months, the search went on with no discovery of Alexis, so the prosecutor went ahead in charging Randy Taylor with murder. So there was big uproar about this because they're like, "Oh, uh, it's circumstantial." And Y'all
0: leave Randy alone.
1: It was just the fact that I think at this point, there had only been like two other cases in the state that um, went to trial with no body. That was the main thing.
0: No body, no crime.
1: It was a big deal that the prosecutor was charging him. Yeah. He of course pleaded not guilty. At trial, the gas station employee said he would stare at young girls for hours, and on the day Alexis went missing, she saw them talking in the parking lot. There were lots of questions about why she would have went with him. Like most people were like, they wouldn't have been friends. He's old dude, she's young, like, you know, they wouldn't have been friends. But most people assumed he probably offered her weed or something. And then because of that, her parents had to make a statement that was pretty much like, yeah, she's a teenager. She was a good kid, but she wasn't perfect. She smoked weed. Like, did we want her to? No, but she did Yeah, but she didn't Like, that doesn't make her any less of a good kid or any sh- more like... less of a victim. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, victims have to be on their prison queues.
0: Yeah, apparently.
1: A female FBI agent testified that when she went to Randy's trailer for the search warrant, he stared at her and made her feel so uncomfortable. Your gas station creep your face is on point. Thanks.
0: I'm hoping uh, everyone got that visual mm-hmm. through our audio they, medium.
1: They did. Randy's attorney said the quote-unquote evidence was planted by the FBI agents during the second search. <coughs> Damien Bradley, the black guy who had accused, must have pulled her hair out when they, he left them alone at his house to go get beer. Bitch, I'm in mean, hair. An Applebee's employee Which
0: is the most trustworthy motherfuckers in Virginia. That
1: is true. I did work there for eight days before I got fired. (laughs) So I guess the Applebee's was like closer in the same parking lot as the movie theater where the car was found.
0: Kind of like Columbus.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) The Applebee's employee said that night, when she went missing, Randy came in all sweaty. Mm drank two beers, and left in a cab. You know, because he had driven her car up there, abandoned it, and then needed to ride back home. Uh, The cab driver testified that he dropped Taylor off three miles from his property. So unless you had, like, just done something and didn't want him to be able to testify in court for you, you would have let him take you all the way to your house. The defense ran...
0: The gas station creeper. Does not have that good of a brain process. I
1: know, I figured. The defense randomly, without any evidence or cause, said, Alexis must have been sex trafficked. No. Like, where did y'all get that from? They also tried to say, the fact that Randy had gone to the quote-unquote porn store that night meant abducting someone was quote, the furthest thing from his mind meaning he was going to jack off all night in that trailer to his porn. He didn't need to abduct anybody.
0: Dear God, don't ever take a black light to that fucking trailer.
1: Super good defense right there. After five days of trial, the jury found Randy Taylor guilty of her murder. He tried to get a plea deal for only 20 years in exchange for showing them where her body was. But Alexis family turned down the offer. They said they knew if he ever got out he would do this to someone else. Yes. Which was very selfless of them to say, no, we'll just assume she's dead, we won't find her body to save somebody else. Yeah. He was sentenced to two life sentences. Alexis's remains were found February 17th,
0: 2021.
1: Oh shit. Oh shit. Because Randy told them he would tell them where she was if they agreed to transfer him to another prison. Um, you still killed a minor, so you're still going to get beat up at the next prison I'm too, buddy. i raped a
0: little bit too yeah. much in this prison. Can you guys transfer me to something a little less rapey? Yeah, do
1: we have a less rapey do prison? Do we have a little
0: less rapey prison in Virginia?
1: My family released a statement saying, r- released a statement to the cops of Nelson County saying, you all kept the promise you made in 2013 to bring Alexis home. Also showing Virginia is not the South because if it was they would have said y'all kept the promise. (laughs) Two subnets. About three months after Randy was sentenced to prison, a man named Jesse Matthew from the local area was accused of multiple murders of young girls. Jesse Matthew just happened to be a large black man with dreads. Oh. So you know, Taylor was in prison and he was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, we here and call his attorney checking it out. And they did, they did check into it extensively. But in January 2015, Matthew was excluded from Alexis' case (laughs) via DNA testing, and they figured out that they had never even crossed paths. There was no way they even knew each other.
0: Fuck you, baby, Randy!
1: Alexis' disappearance is not the only one in which Taylor was involved. Oh, God. He was a suspect in the 2010 disappearance of a 19-year-old girl named Samantha Clark. She vanished September 13, thousand ten, after going out in the middle of the night, Taylor was the last person seen with her. Her case is still open, and Randy Taylor is still the lead suspect. Come
0: on back to my shack.
1: I think it said they at that time they lived in a trailer park and they were neighbors. Oh. Uh. just super sad that like obviously they didn't have enough all these years, and like they like the case still open. He's still the lead, but lead yeah. suspect, but they don't even have enough
0: to. Dude, to even try him yeah.
1: so I'm sure he I killed mean, her ocean. too and that was the story of Alexis Murphy and Creeper Randy uh, Daffy Duck Gas Station Creeper <laughs> Randy Taylor <laughs> I got my information from KIRO7 News an article by Crystal Bonvillain I like that yeah. last name it's pretty cool and let's go to court podcast so we'll have to um title this episode Gas Station Gas Creepers Gas
0: Station Creepers Gas station creeper is definitely the name of this episode. We mm-hmm. need to start doing that more. Like, pitch it in in the episode.
1: Yeah, if we're both doing one, there's not a theme because they're a surprise. So. Yeah,
0: they're a surprise for both of us. Um, so I have done very very minimalist work. Mhm. And uh, stolen a question from last podcast on the left. Okay. What crime or crimes? would we cover for each other for? Have we talked about this before? I think we've I think we've talked about this before, but I think it'd be funny to put it out on the podcast.
1: No, well, we haven't talked about it in depth. Now, when we watched you, Netflix, yes. we... Great fucking show. Yes, we said... I said, would you help me hide a body if I catch somebody? And you said yes. Yes. But that's it. No, we have not talked about it in depth. I mean, I would say it. I'm sure we're implicating ourselves. This is all quote unquote hypothetical, but I would. I mean, it is hypothetical because we haven't committed these murders. So I guess I didn't need the quotes. But I mean,
0: so you're jumping straight to murders?
1: Okay. No, I mean, I'm. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. I guess it would all depend on the reason. Cause if you do it for a stupid reason, like you know how I am with you about like red rage or something, <laughs> like I hate that shit. That pisses me off so bad. Yes, you have gotten better, but when I'm with you, at least. But it would depend on the reason. I mean, if you killed somebody for a good reason, then yeah. If you robbed a bank for a good reason, yeah.
0: I would. I would. So I would think for like any money-wise thing i would not involve you at all because you're you have absolutely no idea but for money financial type type shit you would just not know okay uh what's the the phrase what's the phrase the the ignorance is bliss well no I, i mean i mean that's a Constant that play. is a That's phrase, a too. For me, but that yeah. was also
1: a phrase. Yes. people say. the same. I mean, I would think I would agree for that. For that, agree, same thing the reversed for me. If it was something like that, I just wouldn't tell you. Yeah. But what if mm-hmm. I kept him just for a stupid reason? You're still there? Yeah.
0: Okay. Good to know. I'm down for some shit.
1: I'm pretty level headed.
0: I'm, I'm down to start some
1: shit now. I, I know. I'm pretty level headed. So if I did murder someone, I would have a good reason.
0: I probably wouldn't. Um. Hmm. I can say that. What, because I'm just dumb? No.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, we've already ADHD impulsive.
0: Really impulsive.
1: Oh, I was gonna, I mean, it's just a thing. You're a little impulsive. Not as bad well as some ADHD people, but. Hmm.
0: Whatever. I mean, I'm. I'm down for some rowdy shit. You gotta be... You gotta Says be, you the
1: person be. who, just like me, would rather never leave the house. <laughs> I'm down for some rowdy <laughs> shit. <the> fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying.
0: If you did some shit, I'd, I'd cut your ass. As much as I could. Good to know. And your answer is, as long as you don't do something dumb...
1: As or, long as you have a good reason. As yeah. long as you have
0: a good reason... So, yeah. um, we've already talked about it as talked about this as you being a, a morosexual, so a wet? A morosexual. What is that? Um It was explained on Dungeons and Daddies as uh someone who likes to be with someone dumber than they are, less intelligent. I
1: don't I wouldn't say I would rather be.
0: Well, I'm shit, fine
1: you're with, stuck with it. Me I'm, now. I'm I you're fine with it. I'm fine with it, but <laughs> I'm fine with being the quote unquote smarter person in the relationship. I don't know what that has to do with what we're talking about, though.
0: It doesn't. It just. Oh,
1: okay. You got plenty of smart, but yeah, mostly I would cover for you for mostly anything. All right. Thanks for listening. Give us another. To maybe three weeks. Yeah, probably three for finals. I can't think of the calendar. And
0: December 9th is the last class. But I don't fucking.
1: We need a worried. week to recover. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. yeah, get us about three weeks, and we'll be back regular. We yeah. really more regular. Yeah,
0: regular-ish.
1: Thanks for listening. Good night.
0: Bye, folks.